Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. Amen. My name is Lola Day, and this is the Gap Church, where we are filling the gap through freedom and the beautiful freedom and the truth. And uh, who follows us on social media? You know, because if I will check that you're following us. Okay, let's, let me do a quick quiz. What is the theme of Deeper Night? Uh, after everybody has said it, you just said it so that, you know, we'll think. God's faithfulness, that is the theme for Deeper Night. And who can guess what my topic is today? Because, you know, I didn't have to worry. <laughs> just picked it. God's faithfulness. And, you know, um, it's so funny because I was just like, you know, what am I going to preach? They finished all the series and just said, you know what? Go on the altar and have fun, you know, and find something. You know, and I just said, you know what, Holy Spirit, what do I preach? And, you know, sometimes the answers are always in front of us. And we just go looking for what is not missing. You know, and so and God said, you know what? I said, you know what, let me preach on God's faithfulness. And you know when you just, you, you realize something and your spirit mind is like, since, since I have been telling you, you know, and so, but knowing the topic is one thing, but the topic gets into you and you understanding it is a totally different thing, you know, and so one of the uh, first things that I, I just wanted to understand um, God's faithfulness, you know, and so the, the, the Holy Spirit just took me back to the Bible, you know, and he said, what, like, what is the Bible about? Like, why the Bible? You know, why um, a lot of written stuff about Jesus, a lot of written stuff about God, you know, and different names of God, you know. And so, so it was like, okay, why all of these names? Like, why the Moses say this? Why did Solomon say that? Why did David say that? You know, and God made me understand that the... The names of, of God is a verb, not a noun. Um, they are who he is, not just, by the name he, just, not just by the name he bears, I guess. So, for example, now we have people around us that their name is love, but doesn't mean they love. We have people around us whose name is wisdom, <laughs> and they're they really wise. <laughs> and, then we, and then we have God. And the Bible says God is good. And that is who he is, not just his name. You know, and so God now took me back to understand that the foundation of all the names of God is unfaithfulness. It is unfaithfulness. And so we're going to be reading from 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9. And we're going to be reading Amplified Classic. And somebody's going to read it for me. Because we're not the law, you know, so we might just... I might make first service a little bit of Bible study fans. And then second service, we can be practical. Maybe guys can name you the spiritual service. You're spiritual. First Corinthians 1 verse 9, Amplified Classic. Yes, Amplified Classic. Anyone that has it, read it. If everybody can hear you, you can read it as loud as you can. Pause. Say the first thing that is there. The next one. God is faithful. And in bracket, it start with saying God is. Next one. God is. 
God is? Thank you. The next one. And therefore ever true to his promise. The next one. Ooh, I like that. And he can be dependent. Not he might. He can be depended on. And then the next part of it. I love what Paul did there. You know, whenever we want to have, like, go into business with someone, go into partnership or a contract or whatever it is, we do a little research, due diligence, whatever it is that needs to be done. You know the kind of person, what they've done in the past, do they steal money for a living, all of that good, good and bad stuff. Just to know, do I want to go into business with this person? You know, what Paul did was, before he said, you know, we're going to business with Jesus, he told who he was. He said, God is faithful. So he said, then after, after all of these things, that's why you've been called to participation with him. So you know the person that you're going into business with before you go into business with the person. He says, God is reliable. God is dependable. It's not the one that would waver. You know, the only time I would use unpredictable for God is, doing, is with faithfulness. Because his methods can change. It's, it will change. Today, you might say, talk to the water, and tomorrow, you might say, strike it. But it's, the destination is that the water is going to pass. God is faithful. You know, what's the meaning of faithful? Oh, phone, don't, don't be turning off. Faithful is the fact or equality of being true to one's word or commitment. As to, one, as to what one has pledged to do or professes to believe. Our deeper night's theme is God's faithfulness. And God just wants to remind us that he's still in the business of doing. There's so many things happening. A lot of us are overwhelmed. Life is happening. Too many things to be done. With plan A, B, C, D, E, F. For everything and we've forgotten. Got carried away that. God is still in the business of doing things for us. And I love this, the first part of the song that the worship sang today. They said, um, I have to remember. <laughs> I will trust in him. See, I heard. I will wait on him and I will trust in him. Because I am confident that I will see. I'm not waiting and trusting in him because... I have seen. I am waiting and trusting him because I am confident that I will see. And so God is trying to remind us that he needs us to be confident that we will see. The Hebrew meaning of, of faithful is immet, ever truthful. I love how Amplified Classic stretched that verse. It said, ever truthful to his word. When he says that he will put his word above his name, Guy is not playing. He's not going to show up one morning and say, I was joking. All of this does not exist. There's no heaven. We're just a play. We don't, we don't have a God that is playing. When he said that he's ever truthful to his word, he was being serious. He was being serious. You know, and so why do we trust in God's faithfulness? 
Why? What's even this faithfulness about? Like, what's, what's the whole idea of faithfulness? Why do we trust in God's faithfulness? Hey, mercy. How are you? All right. Mercy can come up today and be like, you know what? First and second service, I'm going to carry me. She's going to put me on her legs for first and second service. What's the problem? What do you mean by that? For first and second service, and she wants to do it. She's like, she's, she's like I got you. First and second, from 9.30 to 12.45, I got you. Why are we laughing? Why is it funny? No, 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 no. It's a serious question. Why is it actually funny? Because we know that our ability is not able to match our intentions. God's ability matches his intention. So when he's saying, I will do this, he has the resources to do it. So that's why we need to trust him. Some, some people, they, they want to do it. They want to help you. They want to marry you. <laughs> but the ability doesn't match their intentions. Amen. Mm-hmm. That's why you cannot put your trust in man. The Bible says, woe to him who put his trust in man. He has the resources to be faithful. Another reason why we should be faithful is that there are evidences in his word. I like this because even understanding God's faithfulness, it is all in his word. Have you ever given your resume to someone and tell them, you know what, go through it, tell me where I'm wrong. <laughs> I gave my resume to my friend with a red pen. <laughs> this is wrong. I just like, ah, teacher. But you've given your resume to someone before and then they're telling you, oh, this should be out, this should be out, that should be out because some things are wrong. God has given us his resume. But there's nothing wrong in it. So it, this is, God is like, this is all of me. You have access to it in different versions, in different languages. And my faithfulness is all in here. From Genesis to Revelation. I have not said something in the word that has not come to pass. God's promises to Abraham... <laughs> said, I will bless you. You know, I will give you many children, many generations. And then the only son that you gave me, say, go and kill it. But Abraham is like, but God is faithful. God has said that I will give you these generations. I'm going to bless you beyond your own mind and your own thoughts. So if he says, I will give me, if he says, give me your son, he has a plan. God is never caught unaware. It's not a surprise like, oh, wow, surprise. The moment God is sending you and telling you, oh, I need you to go here, he's made all the plans. All you just have to do is go. All you just have to do is go. God's faithfulness. He told Abraham, he said, Go to a place where I will show you. That's all he said. A place where I will show you. Can you imagine your father comes and he said, we are moving. Where are we moving to? I will show you. 
Which bus are we entering? I will show you. Which plane? I will show you. <laughs> but Abraham took his family and said, where are we going? He will show us. You know, there's some kind of faith that you have in God's faithfulness. That when he tells you, I will show you, he will show up. All you just have to do is move. The evidences are in his word. Moses, Moses is saying, God is calling him. I said, oh, I need you to help my people. Take my people from bondage. I promised this to Abraham. Promised that to all of these things that Moses wasn't born when all these promises were made. But it was on him. You know, and Moses is like, okay, I hear you. It's a good plan. Very great plan. But who are you? When I go to Pharaoh, what do I tell him? And he said, tell him I am that I am sent you. That's all. That's easy. He goes to Pharaoh and says, Pharaoh, um, good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. It's time for us to go home. I don't understand. Somebody sent me. Who sent you? God, which God? Is it God of uh, fruitfulness, God of bread, God of fire, water? He said, God of Israel, the I am that I am. Now, God's name and reputation is already in line. At that point, Moses has said, it's not me that came on my own, no. I am that I am sent me. And then we have plague number one, plague number two. Plague number three, all up to plague number 10. And Pharaoh wasn't understanding, I am that I am. Because God's name is already in line. Why do you trust his faithfulness? His reputation is in line. And they get to the Red Sea. Oh, God is faithful. They get to the Red Sea. The Egyptians, the, the Egyptians have been pursuing them for a minute. You know, and the Bible recorded that the fire that, the Lord, um, that was leading the Israelites went behind them and became like a barrier between them and the Egyptians. So kind of slowing them down a little bit. But now, it's the Red Sea and it's the Egyptian. And the people who are forgetful people, who don't remember God's faithfulness, start to grumble. You could have just left us. At least there were graves that could bury us. You want us to all of this thing. Moses remembered <laughs> That he serves a faithful God. And as a leader, goes back to God. We are here. You know, sometimes when God sends us on error, we forget to go back to him as things are going. We just keep going. He sent me. And God is like, for every step, there's an instruction. He went back to God and said, God, we are here. You are faithful. What do I do? God, he says, God told him, stretch out his word. Stretch out your word. Stick. You know, and if, you, if you're a Bible scholar, they actually started walking on the water before it parted. It wasn't like they were at the edge and, like, and they were waiting. Move, move, move. And then when it was done, they started walking. No. They had so much trust that they walked already into the water and then the water started parting. I cannot even imagine. You know when the Bible says that I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? That is the valley of the shadow of death because you are seeing sharks to your right and to your left. Waters became wall. 
I love you too. <laughs> what has become war? That is God's faithfulness. That even the Egyptians were like, hmm, this God that you have, there's wood as a floor. And can I imagine some family move? They are coming. Better move. This water can fall down. <laughs> and God led them across the Red Sea. Because you are walking in your answer doesn't mean the enemy is not in with you. But they trusted that God would lead them out. It was when they got out and they watched their enemy with the same path that led them out, destroying the enemy. See, the destination that God is going to take you to, you will get there. The devil can also take you to that same place. He doesn't have the resources, but he knows the destination. When the, when the enemy met Jesus and said, he said, come. I will give you all of these things. That was the end result of Jesus. The Bible says that I said God has highly exalted him after he had humbled himself. So all of the things that the devil showed him was already it was going to be for Jesus after his assignment was over. But Satan gave him an option. But you don't have to die, oh, you can still get it. But you see what shortcut does? It cuts short your life. If the enemy is going to give you money, you were supposed to have it anyways. But sometimes you don't have the capacity to manage the blessing. So that's why sometimes God just needs you to walk through that Red Sea to the end. God's faithfulness. I love, I love my man David. Ah, that man can't sing. But David knew who God was. He came, he said, ah, I have sinned though. He said, ah, me, a terrible man. A man that, he said all the bad things. If he had said all the things, what is God supposed to say? He already told him, I'm a terrible man. I'm a man that is not worthy of your presence. I am, and God, okay, what did I want me to say? He already said everything. Because he just knew who God was. Solomon, same thing. Man, if I had that option that Solomon had. The Bible says he will sit in heaven and laugh. God will be laughing. Because by the time I start, I start to mention, oh, this is what I want. Now wait, wait, I just remember. Mercy needed this thing. Hold on, wait, come. But what did Solomon do? Solomon knew that God's faithfulness, that if God is going to give him food, he's going to give him water. And so he didn't bother asking for water. Instead, he asked for food. Sometimes when we, are, when we are doing the asking ourselves, we limit ourselves. And so what did Solomon do? He said, these are your people. He took it back to him. Ah, people in the Bible. Study the people in the Bible. They are very smart. He took it back to him and said, these are your people. You gave them to me. I don't know how to lead them. What I want is the wisdom to lead them. Ah. God just said, ah, this man put me in tight corner. You know what? Take the wisdom. Take the understanding. Take the money. He just started pouring it out. Say, if I take it all. Because Solomon understood God's faithfulness. This morning, God is trying to remind us that he's still faithful. 
He has not changed. The Bible says, I am God. I change it not. Revelation 11, 19, 11 said something. He said, God is called faithful. You know, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, we read that God is faithful. Revelation said that God is called faithful. He's not changed. We are the ones that have changed. We are the ones that have stopped believing. We've stopped trusting. We have so much plan Bs. We forget the testimonies. The Lord told the, the, told the Israelites, he said, tell your children these things that I have done. So sometimes, I don't even blame the Israelites because some of them did not, were not alive when God did all of these things. So they didn't even know. They didn't know the things that God had done. Testimonies of God's faithfulness. One of my aunties gave this testimony. My auntie Victoria. She's my auntie. She said she was traveling back and she was on a flight, you know, and she needed money so bad. And she was like, oh God, I need this money. It was worrying her. I don't know what to do. I'm thinking of how to, this, this, this. Now she said, after worrying for a minute, the Lord, the Lord, she said she heard a whisper and said, am I not the one that raised two dead bodies in your family? Her sister died for four days and God woke her up on the fifth day. Her father died in the morning and God woke him up at night. And then she, she said she broke down. She said, I doubted God. We need to start recording our testimonies. The things that we want God to do is nothing compared to the things that he has already done. But we don't remember. One of us have a very short memory. Some years ago, 2015 to be precise, my mom was sick. And when I mean sick, like she was sick. You know, and so I was working then. And so from sometimes I wouldn't go to work because I would just resume at the hospital, close, then some people would take night, night shift and all of that patterns and everything. It was just like from something small became something big. And I remember one day I came back from work um, and I, to resume there, and I got there, and I was like, oh, like normally just go into our room, everybody already knew me, I know, so I that. and I opened the door, and there was nobody on the bed, and I went back, and I, said, I went to the room, there's nobody there, and the nurse was like, okay, wait for, they call the Nigeria chief matron, I said, can't you tell me what's going on, why must I have to go and see the head nurse. She says, just wait for the, she will talk to you, wait for the nurse. After I said, I knew something has happened. And I eventually went to the woman's office, said, sit down. Who is sitting down, saying, no, go here, go there. Tell me what has happened, don't worry. <laughs> Jesus will come last night, somebody will die one day. What happened? And the thing that the nurse wanted to tell me was that they moved after to another hospital. Please tell me why from the door nobody could tell me <laughs> till I go to the head nurse that they moved after to another hospital. <laughs> Extremely. And I was just like, serious? <laughs> but you see, what they did not tell me. So my grandma came around, my auntie came around, and so they had to take her to, with an ambulance to another hospital. What they didn't tell me, my grandma told me later, was that she died. 
in the ambulance. Her blood pressure went to 50 over 50. And she died. And my grandma, nobody can spiritual, meets my grandmother. Oh, man, extra. And my grandmother just, one thing, called her name, said, get up. And she woke up. That was it. And I say this story to say, what sickness will I have? What sickness will I have with that kind of testimony and still doubt? We have the, the records around us. If you say the Bible is too old. She was gone. I, when I eventually saw her, she woke up all right, but she didn't recognize me. For a couple of weeks, she just knew I came around. And I watched God heal my mother daily. It wasn't a, she woke up and everything was gone. She was in ICU. She was talking. She didn't know us or anything, but she was always just joking with us because she likes us. And I always bring her food. But she didn't know who we were. She didn't know who my dad was. She knew when it was with my dad's birthday, she knew it was his birthday. She knew there was some party going on. You know, and she's like, somebody's celebrating birthday today. And just one day, my mom just asked, where is Lola Day? There's so many testimonies to show God's faithfulness. Yenia sat up here and told us a lot of testimonies. If you say you don't have in your life, oh, well, I'm giving you for free. To remind you that God is still in the business of doing. God is still in the business of doing. He said, I would not leave you nor forsake you. I don't know why he didn't just say, I would not leave you and stop there. Well, there's, there's one way, there's a way you can leave someone, there's another way you can forsake the person. He said, I would not leave you, nor forsake you. And that is my message for you this morning. Yeah, second service, I, I'll talk more about a lot of other things, but that is what the Lord wants us to take home this morning. That God is faithful. Well, on Friday, we're talking about God's faithfulness. When you come here, do not pray like one who do not know their God. Bible says they, they know their God. We do not come like a pagan. We do not come to a God that is dead. Last week we celebrated Easter. We are not celebrating eggs or whatever. We are celebrating resurrection. He said that... <laughs> Even resurrected with him. And he did not just wake you up and keep you there. And he said, you're seated in heavenly places. Far above. Very, very far. God did not get his position by competition. He didn't run a race. Shall go, let's go. And then came out first and said, oh yeah, that's God. It's not the same class. It wasn't him and Mohammed. Lift up weight, 150. Let's go. 
Because it was a competition. They can do another one, do another one. One day somebody else will win. He's in the category of his own. That is how faithful this God is. And so this morning, I just want us to bow our heads. And with everything I've said, it might seem funny, it might seem like a story. But I want you to think about everything I have said. Tie it to the faithfulness of God. And say, Father, I trust you because you are faithful. I trust you because you're faithful. You're too faithful to fail. You're too faithful to disappoint. I am 100% dependent on you. I'm not looking to be independent. I trust you with my life because you are too faithful. And also if you're here and you want to know this faithful God, this is also an opportunity for you. God, I want to know you. The knowledge of God. The knowledge of God. The knowledge of God. God, I want to know you. And I want to trust in you. Lord, I want to know you and I want to trust in you. And if you're also online and you don't know God, the saved will also come up. And please text, in, text save to the number on your screen. And just pray that, Lord, I want to know you. I don't just want to know of you through people. I want to know you for myself. And understand that you are faithful. Thank you, King of Glory. Faithful God, we thank you. You are faithful. How about we worship you? Take all the glory and all the honor. For in Jesus' most precious name we have prayed. Is God faithful? Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.